Hey, what's up? Happy Friday. It is The Drive with Tane Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Derek Piper, Kyle Tosk, and guest co-host from IlliniInquire.com, Joey Wagner. What's up, Joey? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Back and forth from India a little bit this week, but it's, it's good. It's been a good week and I'm ready to do this. Get the miles in. We're at, uh, we're off to Madison tomorrow morning. 6 a.m. pickup, I think you said, on the way over. Yeah, that that's probably we're swing, aiming for that. We'll see if we, right. uh, we get there in time to get a little meal in first. All right, good deal. But, yeah, I do want to get your thoughts on the NFL Combine. I know we talked to you on Wednesday, but you went back to talk to Isaiah Williams. You were part of Caleb Williams' mania today as well. It was quarterback day at the Combine. Oh, boy. And, um Believe it or not, there's a lot more media that shows up to hear the quarterbacks than they did. Is that on, right? Surprisingly enough, than they did on Wednesday to hear the off or defensive linemen. I wouldn't imagine tight ends other than Brock Bowers had lots of big crowds yesterday. But Caleb Williams got a lot of attention. LSU's Jaden Daniels, Drake May from North Carolina. Your guy, Derek Piper, as a Bears fan, you'll certainly take another Carolina quarterback. I, I will not. No nope. pass. Hard pass. I'm trying. Michael Penix had a pretty good crowd. I talked to Devin Leary, brother of Donovan Leary, just to get a sense on kind of how Donovan was doing in his first couple of years. And Devin's such a good to have someone who's gone through and done that. Uh, luckily for me, there was he was at the same time as Caleb Williams, or maybe it was Drake May. So there's a little more availability to ask about his brother versus the uh, the media craze that was Caleb Williams. I thought he handled himself really well, though. Like for the little bit I heard, you were kind of bouncing around, walking around all over I didn't focus a ton on him obviously don't cover him but uh I, I thought he handled himself well I think there's just maybe don't know a lot about Caleb Williams I think you're kind of hearing a little bit more coming out uh, articles here or there just about their process but I thought he was really impressive yeah it's all anybody wants to talk about that's a Bears fan or I, I've listened to the score a lot and it's of course around the clock coverage each and every day about what the Bears are going to do it seems clear based on forecast and reporting that it's probably going to be Caleb Williams in Chicago barring some change where they get just a draft haul they can't pass up on uh, there's been a lot of buzz here recently about Justin Fields and, and Atlanta and uh, I know that the Steelers were a team earlier in the offseason that there's been reporting that Mike Tomlin really likes him and that the front office in Pittsburgh likes him so uh, I'm conflicted on it Joey you know that we, we've had plenty of, of conversations in terms of how we feel about our respective teams, you being on the different side of the rivalry and you got it figured out at quarterback with Jordan Love. And that's just, uh, that's unfortunate because you just, every year you got a quarterback your entire life. Um, and I haven't really had one. Oh, it's tough. I know it it's is tough. tough. And I like Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields can be really good. I, I will say like, and we've talked about this, Derek, but I think just given the fact that the Bears haven't really had one, I just feel like there's so much less wiggle room to move off of this pick right because there's yeah. just that pressure of that position in that city and i know finally finding your guy and the thought that you have one sitting there possibly to come in and be that quarterback you've never had it makes feels like it adds another layer because it's a quarterback in chicago that makes it hard to move off of that pick i'm sure i'll come around to it look he's he's very talented Watch i'm not a couple denying highlight that picks. I, you'll, you'll circle around pretty quick I, i've seen enough to where i, I know the talent's there for sure i, I know that while I push back on some people going a little too far on the, the Patrick Mahomes comps and he's going to be that he's a generational talent. I know not everybody agrees on that. Merrill Hodge came out and said, hey, I, I don't necessarily see the, the special in him. And look, it, it's it's forecasting. People have gotten this wrong. That's why you have a team take a Mitchell Trubisky over 
Deshaun Watson and, and Patrick Mahomes. People thought that Baker Mayfield was going to be special, and turns out that while well, he was solid last year for the Bucks, he he wasn't uh, your franchise quarterback that you're taking at the top of the draft. So people have gotten it wrong in, in both directions. I'm I'll be all right. I'll be all right if if the Bears take Caleb Williams. Will I turn into a full fledged Falcons fan? Not entirely, probably, but I will definitely still be rooting for my favorite player in the league, which is Justin Fields. So um, I understand it, but it is exciting times for the Bears and. Yeah, like, so can you give us a picture? You've been in a lot of media scrums and a lot of sports events, obviously, that we covered. The media turnout for Caleb Williams, how did that stack up in anything that we've been involved with? It was pretty far up there, honestly. Um, yeah, I can't even guess 50 people there. And I mean, there's just, which doesn't maybe sound like a lot, and I could be on the low end of that, but. You're at the back, and you see it's like, oh, there he is up there. I think there he is. Um, and it's like there's no hope in even asking. And then you got all the TV cameras behind you that are on the platform. It was, it was the biggest crowd, right? And they, they had all the, like, the top tier. So I'm going to describe it as, I don't know if it was intentional or not, quarterbacks kind of at the same podium cycling in and out. It happened to be the one that all the camera wells were focused on, and there was a lot of room for larger crowds because there are some podiums there that if you've got more than six or seven people, things are pretty uncomfortable. There's a lot of like foot traffic there, and they, they did not have that same setup for those top quarterbacks. And Caleb Williams had the biggest crowd of the day, obviously. And uh, it's you got to, right? It was yeah. the number one overall pick, regardless uh, of who has that pick. We think it'll be Chicago, but it was kind of eye-opening. I guess like, oh, wow, that guy's going to be the number one pick in six weeks or, or however long the draft is it's it just a cool thing over there and I wish I'd gotten to stay around a little bit for the field stuff but you can't film anything you know it's kind of like ah, I can watch it on tv get back and, and we'll hang out with Piper for a couple hours I like it I appreciate that for sure you did some legwork on an interview we're going to do here in a few minutes Nick Allegretti former Illini been with the Chiefs a couple of Super Bowls to his name ho-hum yeah just <laughs> it's got to be all right and oh by the way you're blocking for one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Maybe when it's all said and done, he'll have an argument up against Tom Brady for the best of all time uh, and Patrick Mahomes. So he's going to join us here in a few minutes. You, you set that up. We are very excited about that to get Nick on the line and see how things are going post-Super Bowl. And you brought it to my attention. I didn't know this. Uh, credit to you. You know especially the uh, Illini, former Illini football scene and what they're doing in the the uh, NFL a lot more than I do that he's getting ready for a, a free agency uh, coming up as well he is and I think I, I listened to him we'll ask him about it but be curious if he has a, wants to go somewhere that he can be a starter and he was a backup obviously started the Super Bowl when injury hit in Kansas City but he's a guy who's probably earned that he's been around the league for a while got a couple Super Bowls hearing the way that Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes talked about him after the Super Bowl is clear he's got the respect that's not a surprise to anyone who interacted with Nick when he was in Champaign. He carried himself at a really, really high level. Uh, a lot of people, I know the media thought highly of him. I know he's really active in the community. So that's not a surprise. And you'd like to see him, you know, if that's what his path is, to go somewhere and get a chance to start, good for him, and get a, get a pretty good paycheck doing it. No doubt. I'm really interested to get his insights on what it's like to win a Super Bowl, what it's like to party with Travis Kelsey afterwards, if he did partake in that. Uh, you can go with Travis. Find me Jason. That guy looked like he had yeah, a nice time. no doubt. Has he met Taylor Swift? Um, I'll ask all the the goofy. I'll, I'll try to play the lawn card here. I'll be the lawn 
in, in this interview, and then you can go ahead the hard hitting stuff just, that you'll loop. Just loop Lon in on this call. It'll be a good. We time. could. We could. Yeah, he's probably at a beach somewhere. He never. T- did he tell us he was going to Destin? Kyle, is that ultimately where he ended up? I don't know. Was he going to Alabama? Is that where he decided? He said he was down to like Orange Beach, Panama City Beach, and Destin. And he didn't tell us which one. He just it's like if, if we discern from the multiple videos he sent no, us from the beach and, side. And, or... and I haven't responded yet to him either. I don't know. Because it's kind of like that. Thanks for sending. That looks cool. But also I'm jealous that we're <laughs> here working while you're on the beach. By the way, Lana, cold fronts come through. So thanks for, yes. thanks for all of this. Yes, no doubt. Um, of course, also, we're going to pregame. We're talking football. I want to get more thoughts from Joey on, on the NFL Combine. And uh, he spoke to Isaiah Williams today. Like you said on, on the phone the other day, it was your first chance to talk to him since him making that decision to go to the draft, to move on from Illinois, a chance to come back for one more season. And what went into that and just kind of his mindset as he get years up to be picked at some point. I know he's kind of a later round guy in terms of projections, what that will look like. So uh, look forward to visiting with you as far as what he said. And maybe we'll play a little bit uh, of the audio that uh, from the media session with Isaiah Williams that took place earlier today. But Illinois, Wisconsin, that is tomorrow in Madison, a big one. Did you guys hear the calendar turn to March? I don't know if you guys follow John Rothstein's. So maybe that uh, might have slipped your Twitter feed. But it is March 1st. So this is March, as uh, Joey's boy John Rossing likes to say. I don't follow him, but it's come to my attention that it's March. <laughs> yeah. uh, big one in Madison. We'll break that down. Brad Underwood spoke to us over at Ubbin earlier today. We'll play some audio from him. But, yes, as we mentioned, coming up next on the Tapman's Towing phone line, Nick Allegretti, former Illini Super Bowl winner with the Chiefs, will join us to talk about that amongst a variety of things. Really looking forward to this conversation. So stay tuned to that. This is The Drive. Cyber Gold and Gable deals are here at Lowe's. Right now, get up to 45% off and save an extra $100 on every $800 you spend on select major appliances. And there's more. Get the DeWalt 20-volt max drill kit for $99. Was $159. Hurry, these savings won't last because Lowe's knows deals. Bow through 1129 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. Appliance savings vary based on purchase amount. Exclusions apply. See Lowe's.com for details. I'm Justin Ike, co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. So, Justin, tell me what you see as typical when it comes to sewer repair. Give me a scenario. Your sewer's backed up and somebody comes along and says, you need this repair for X amount of dollars. Here's my price. And you don't think to go looking for another company or a second opinion because you don't feel like you have time. So is it possible that you might get charged a little more because it's kind of a desperate moment? Do some companies do that? Oh, absolutely they will. They know you're in a pinch. Typically, if you call us, me or Will can be out there within an hour to look at that problem for you. Whether you call me first or you call me second, make sure you give me a call. Anything else, Justin? You can always trust Fred's. Great to know. Thank you. That's Justin Ike, the co-owner of Fred's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, Electric, and Underground. If you want more information about this great 45-year family-owned company, just go to fredscu.com. That's fredscu.com. Did you just get engaged? Then this is the time for you to start putting together all of your wedding details and intend the Inspire Your Wedding Showcase at the Orpheum Champagne 
the historic and unforgettable downtown wedding venue. You'll get to enjoy sweet and savory bites, specialty cocktails, design ideas, tablescapes, and so much more. On Saturday, March 23rd, let us take your dream day to the next level, making it a magical experience for you and yours. For details, visit inspireyour.com. Accumulation. Preservation. Generation. At Busey Bank, these are the principles we use to build meaningful financial partnerships with our clients and their families. With sound advice and vast resources, partner with Busey for a personalized approach to your legacy. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Derek Piper, Joey Wagner, Kyle Tosk. Joey, you set up a great guest for us, so I'll let you do the honors, my friend. Let's go to the Tapman's Towing phone line with three-time Super Bowl champion, former Illini offensive lineman Nick Allegretti. Nick, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good, guys. I appreciate you uh, having me on. Three-time Super Bowl champ. Does that sound real yet? How's that sound to you? Uh, I'm not sure, honestly, if that'll, that'll ever sound real. Um it, it, it does. It hasn't hit. Um, it's, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an honor to, to even hear that. Uh, probably won't ever really hit me. Nick, what was different about this past one? I know that from an outsider's view, there, there were some questions about you guys later in the season, and maybe we weren't humming like usual going into the postseason. Had to go on the road in the playoffs too. So maybe I'm, I'm answering some of that. But just as you kind of reflect on the different achievements of winning a Super Bowl. Was there something different about this one versus the other ones? Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, uh, I had a chance to start a Super Bowl prior, uh, Super Bowl five, the one we lost, which, you know, obviously that was a thought in the back of the head that, you know, had a chance to start another one, uh, had to make sure that we came out of that one uh, as winners. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, the whole season it was, it was a battle, um, you know, ups and downs uh, across the board. And the coolest thing for me was watching Coach Reed and the the confidence that he had, you know, in his offense, in his team, in the system that he's you know he's built for the past thirty years as a head coach, and knowing that if we trusted the process, you know, we're going to have a chance at the end of the year. We're going to put ourselves into the playoffs, and you know, whether it's home or away, it doesn't really matter that much and we're going to have a chance to go in there and win the games we need to and you know get to the Super Bowl and then once you get to the Super Bowl it's uh that's it it's the final the final game anyone can win any given day so um it, this one definitely felt a little bit different because it was not a it was not a season that felt good <laughs> the entire time there was definitely a lot of ups and downs Nick, when you get to a Super Bowl, like you said, anybody can win. But I like my chances, or at least I would if I had Patrick Mahomes uh, playing behind you like you do. What What's that like playing with him, being in the same huddle as a, currently even an all-time great and someone that's just going to continue to elevate where his standing uh, all-time? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's incredible to be just to be teammates with him um, and see him go to work every day. Uh, you know, the intensity that he'll bring – uh, practice and walk through, um, and the kind of the sense that he has of the team. There, you know, there are times when 
you know, practice or walk through won't go the best. And then you know, he, he's not letting that slip by. Uh, he makes sure that he'll at least talk to the, the offense, if not the whole team, and just make sure that we understand that, yeah, you know, Walker's not a, you know, super serious time. Everyone has to be completely locked in. And we have, we have plenty of fun, and, you know, it, it, there can be joking and stuff like that during walkthrough, but that's as long as you're getting your assignment done, everyone's getting to the right spot, and, you know, we're seeing the, the game plan that we have in and making sure everything works. So, pretty cool to just be a part of uh, an offense that he runs daily. And then game day, it's incredible. Um, the composure, the confidence. Um, it's, like you said, he's already an all-time great. Um, and he feels so good. He's resume up to, you know, hopefully be the greatest ever uh, one of these days. And it's it's really just an absolute an honor and a pleasure from a, from a football guy perspective, not just as a team, but just a guy that's loved football his whole life. It's, it's incredible. Nick, I saw your post-game interview after the Super Bowl, and you talked about just how, how your, the rest of your offensive line and the rest of your offense really helped bring you in to that position all week. Like, What did it mean to you to see those guys put that belief in you that, that you could go out and get the job done starting on the offensive line in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, you know, every year is a new Um This year we had two. Um, ton of playing experience with this group until – so it was limited, um, but they were really good with communication. Donovan Smith was was awesome, making sure that you know we knew what we had to do, um, and that's just it's just small communications. And there's you know if you're communicating the cadence when we have different cadences like that, there's little code words that we'll remind ourselves mid cadence, just to be like all right. That was the first game. Sorry, here. That was the second one. You know, knowing we're going on the third or something like that. Um, and it was pretty cool to be able to jump in there quickly. And uh, Donovan was awesome. Creed's been awesome. Um, and then you know, Trey and JT were great as well. And it's really cool to be a part of uh, you know that offensive line, be a part of that uh, playoff run, and stepping in for a guy like Joe is a challenge. I mean, he is probably been the most consistent guard in this league since 2018. Um, and there's been some really other, t- you know, talented guards in this league, but in terms of protecting the quarterback, Joe's probably been the, you know, the number one guy in this league for five or six years. And stepping in for him was absolutely a challenge, but, uh, you know, what an awesome challenge and opportunity that I, that I was given and uh, proud of uh, the way it worked out. Nick, do you think you can have a Super Bowl without like a, a pretty big life event happening? You have twins born last year. You, you've got the elbow ordeal this year. Uh, what was that like? I mean, you finished the game, obviously, but I have to imagine the pain was must have certainly had to be pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was definitely intense. Um, it happened, you know, the the last play right before the two minute drive in the um, or the uh, two minute warning in the second quarter and. Unfortunate that it wasn't too bold because that two minute warning TV timeout was like six minutes. So I had some time to, you know, I threw a brace on it, figured out that, you know, my elbow was still working well enough. Um, and I had a chance to put a two minute drive together that gave me the confidence I needed for the rest of the game. And, you know, there obviously yeah, there was a, there was a decent chunk of pain and uh, it was limited in terms of how much I could use it. But with the adrenaline, you know, in the Super Bowl, the opportunity to start that game and then as the game progressed you, you know you could feel it becoming 
you know, an all time great football game. So it was one of those things that as long as I was able to physically be on that field and wasn't, you know, hurting the team with my performance, it was going to be you know, really hard to take myself out of that game. Were you able to have your complete family there? The, the girls make it. I'm sure your wife was there. A little different than a year ago. What was it like to share that with them? Yeah, we ended up having, um, as you guys know, the, the Hallegretti support uh, is not a, any small affair at any time. So we had 20 people at the game. <laughs> um, and then my, my girls, they, they did make it out. They didn't go to the game. They were um, at the hotel that we were staying at just because, of the chaos of the Super Bowl, and I mean their bedtimes at you know, seven o'clock, so they didn't show up to the game. But they were in Vegas, so I got to see them the day before the game and the day after the game, which the day after the game was their birthday, which was awesome. Um, so I got to see them on their birthday for the first time because I missed it uh, the prior year. So it was uh, definitely a more it was, a, it was absolutely experience. Obviously, winning the prior year Super Bowl was great, but. There was a lot of conflicting emotions with that one. So this one having, you know, my wife, my kids, my, my brother, um, my mom and dad obviously were there. And then I had some uncles, aunts, in-laws, um, cousins. It was, uh, it was, it was awesome. Really, really was a special, a special day. It was definitely a special lifelong uh, memory. Just a few more minutes here with Nick Allegretti, Super Bowl winner, former Illini here on the Tapman's Towing phone line. Nick, you've got... Free agency coming up. Uh, how are you approaching that, knowing that number one, you've shown that you can be a starting caliber guard uh, in this league, but also, you know, Kansas City's been a place that's. I would imagine you've, you've made some big memories and, and had a lot of mm-hmm. uh, great success there. So, what's kind of going through your mind as you approach that this off season? Um, it's it's going to be tough. Uh, absolutely, uh, Kansas City. You know, it has become a, a home. Uh, second home to myself, my wife, and my our, our girls. Um, absolutely love the organization, love the culture, uh, and it's been a great place. Um, but I feel that I deserve to earn the chance to go start in this league, and that's something that I really, you know, really want to take advantage of and give myself the chance to go be, you know, kind of the role that I had when I was with the Illini. But I want to be a captain. Again, I want to be a leader of the offense and the offensive line room. Um, that's one of my favorite parts about this sport um, is, is that opportunity to, to have an impact um, with the guys around you in the locker room, you know, on the field and off the field. So I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be tough. Leaving Kansas City, will, you know, that'll be a tough thing if, I, if that's what I have to do. Um, but definitely uh, looking for a starting role and you know, hope I'm able to find that. Last one for you, Nick. Have you met Taylor Swift? <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Uh, my wife and I had a chance, uh, a couple chances to meet her. She's, she's great, uh, as you would assume. Known uh, Trav well. He's about as genuine as it comes, and you figured that she would be uh, very similar. She's awesome. She, it just happens to be probably the most famous person in the world. So there's a lot of, a lot of buzz around her. But she is, you know, a very. I don't like using the word normal. Um, but whatever, whatever other word you'd like to use for that, uh, you know, down to earth, very sweet, nice, you know, easy to talk to. So that was a, a pretty cool uh, additional aspect that, uh, of the season that it, whether my girls like football at all uh, when they're older, I'll, I'll always have uh, at least that piece of my football career to, to share with them. Nick, we appreciate your man. I know people around here are happy to hear your voice again. They're happy for you and the success you've had so far. 
Good luck in free agency, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the time and kicking it with us for a couple ten minutes here. Absolutely, it's uh, as you guys know, Illinois home, man. It, it was you texted me and I was like, man, what a no brainer to get a chance to talk with uh, the old Illini family. And me and my wife were hoping to make it down uh, for the Purdue game uh, on Tuesday. So if you guys will be there, I hope to see you guys there. Uh, we will be there. Back, I guess. Uh, Maybe there'll be enough room for three rings, three Super Bowl rings in there. We'll have, have to have them clear out some space for that. <laughs> we'll see. But also, I appreciate you guys having me on. Appreciate you, Nick. Have a good one, man. Thank you, too. Thanks, Nick. Nick well, Allegretti on the Tavon Stowing phone line. What He's a good awesome. guy. What a good guy, man. He's, can you imagine? I mean, Piper, you recently had your second. Can you imagine? You're playing in the Super Bowl. Your wife is, is having twins to, a, a year ago. And to be able to share that year, that memory, you get the chance a year later? To go back and have that Super Bowl memory and you have those two, that's that's a movie, man. Like You don't get mm. that, and that, that had to be a really special year this year for him and probably pretty conflicting emotions, like he said, yeah. last year, trying to get the logistics of, of getting back to your growing family. I do wonder, I wish I knew the Kansas City Chiefs contract situation a little bit better, if there would be an opening in Kansas City for him to start or whether that's something he is going to have to seek outside. I'm not sure, honestly. Uh, yeah, I'd have to look into that. Um, Creed Humphrey, I believe, is a guard. Joe Tooney, uh, they, they got some good guards, right? Like For that's, sure. Otherwise, he probably would have been in that conversation this year. Uh, so be interested to see what happens with Nick and whoever gets him. And I, I like the confidence of saying, hey, I've, I've earned the, the right to start in this league, the opportunity to start in this league. It's probably a better way to phrase it. To go out there and try to get that. And For sure. leaving, potentially leaving, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid has got to be tough. And we've been to Kansas City. It's a great city. We've enjoyed our time thoroughly there. Good food. I had a nice time. I'd be, that's a tough, tough life move to make. But if you want to go chase your dreams being a starter in the NFL, if that's the road that it goes for him, good for him. And he's more than earned that. Absolutely. Now, he started also in that Baltimore game, right? Yes, because there was the injury, and I think he also right. got the that's nod right. in that one too. Yeah. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, did he catch a touchdown pass? Was it the Super Bowl? They had a play. He caught a touchdown pass. There's no doubt about that. Maybe it was a two point conversion because I can still see the video of him spiking the heck out of the ball mm-hmm. in the end zone. But look, he's he's had a nice career. Like what? Talk about the three rings, and obviously Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey are big parts of that, but Nick Allegretti's had a really, really nice career, and for a guy that was at Illinois through some pretty lean years, and there were not exactly. a lot of wins to be had, and I remember my first year on the beat in 2018, it was like, okay, here comes Nick Allegretti to try to explain away or talk about a 30-point loss or whatever it was that day, and he, he handled it so well for a guy who – I mean, man, that had to be frustrating, and it was a young offensive line, an offensive line I wish we would have asked him about that's now all either in the NFL or on a practice squad from that 2018 year. Uh, he's just always handled himself really, really well. I know a lot of people in the community are really proud of him and happy to have him associated with Illinois. It was a touchdown pass against Pittsburgh <sighs> in a playoff game. It was uh, So there's a highlight here on NFL.com. Big man touchdown alert, 6'4", 320-pound Allegretti snags Mahomes' fourth touchdown. Good for him. That's awesome. He obviously had to report as eligible there. Um, that was an issue for the Lions in, in Dallas. But, uh, yeah, nice little uh, <laughs> shed block, and he's wide open there on a little uh, little dump. His, 
hope he finds someone. I'm fascinated by where he'll where he'll land. What, what's next for him? But good for him, man. I, I can't. Can you? I can't I was imagine about to say. playing a game with that pain either. Oh yeah. Just you got a six minute window there. Thank thank goodness for long timeouts in the Super Bowl. I guess <laughs> to go get fitted for a brace and get yourself ready to go. I mean, as he said, like this is an all time great Super Bowl game. It was, and your arms halfway falling off here. Um, man, that's, that's you can't big. let Patrick Mahomes down. You can't let Taylor Swift down. I, I do wonder. Like we, we asked, we had to. We had to have a little fun <laughs> with them and ask them about it. But do you think every Chiefs player, when they go back and do a, a radio show, whether it's where they played college or wherever, they all get asked, right? They have, have to. to. They have to. Like yeah. she is the most famous person, or arguably, I, at least in the top five. I'm Planet Earth right now, and she is. She's following them around. We were in Green Bay for the Chiefs game, and like, I'll get down with some Taylor Swift music, right? But I don't go like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, and you keep looking up. Like, I've oh traveled gosh. with you, Wagner. You're underselling it. I'm that's just kidding. Hey, we've, we've never listened to but Taylor you Swift. You keep on looking the road. up at the. Yeah, we usually drive in silence when I get made fun of. <laughs> to no end. We talk. That. We just talk to each other, just, like old school. Just, yeah, I mean, value of conversation, man. Yeah, but you keep looking up at the the suite that she's in, you're like, wow, that is one of the handful of the most famous people on planet Earth, literally right there. It's, it is pretty pretty jarring. And then when you're in the locker room and you know you know, people who obviously know her, it's, that, that's, that's wild. I was pulling up Nick Allegretti's 24-7 sports page. A three-star out of Lincoln Way East, had offers from Illinois, Cincinnati, Northern Illinois, Toledo. Ends up obviously ending up with the Illini. All Big Ten type of performer, ends up in the league. Was he a seventh-round pick? Yes, yes, seventh-round. Seventh-round pick, five seasons with Kansas City. Has obviously had moments where he's been a starter and three Super Bowl rings, and, man, just the ride that he's been on. Yeah, and to be in the same huddle as as Kelsey, as Mahomes for a time, Tyreek Hill, like being coached under Andy Reid, that's, that's unbelievable. So super happy for him, and like you said, for a guy that – didn't see the the best of team success here at Illinois. Would he have gone to a bowl game? Was he already gone by the time they went to that Red Box Bowl? He was gone. Yeah. He was gone. That was they Richie Pettibon actually replaced him, Alabama transfer. That's right. Filled in with that offensive line of Doug Kramer, Kendrick Green, Vidarian Lowe, Alex Balcheski. Good call. All those guys except for Pettibon in the NFL or around it now, which is pretty it's pretty impressive given that this there's some tough years for, for a lot of those guys' career, but they all found their way and, and are continuing to find their way. Yeah. And before we catch a break here, I got to ask you, Joey, because I always think about it in terms of, you know, watching the NBA and, and obviously seeing Io is a little bit different than maybe other guys that I caught on the circuit, maybe didn't even talk to, but there have been a number that you you, you build some relationships with or you just get a chance to interview. Like, I, I, had a couple of interviews with Jamal Murray. I remember at one point when Illinois was recruiting uh, recruiting him uh, under John Gross and, and obviously Jalen Brunson. So th- those things are really, really cool to then watch You know, someone like Brunson be a $100 million contract guy in New York and know that I'd had a number of chances to talk to him and one-on-ones and see him play as a high school prospect. Io, when you cover him over a long stretch like we did at Illinois, uh, Joey, you're right there in that mix too of – Seeing him on an NBA court doing what he's doing is is pretty dang cool. But now, I mean, not that there hasn't been in years past, but there was a little bit of a lull in terms of the Illini presence in the NFL. But it's really amped up here over the last few years. How has that been for you, guys, that you covered in Champaign and now have seen 
you know, make their mark or have more of a presence at that next level. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, you, you, some of these guys go to teams that you have friends who are fans of, right? So yeah, like, they'll true. just hit you up. Say, oh my, like, I have an Eagles fan, a fr- friend who's an Eagles fan. And it's like, Sidney Brown, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it's like, yeah, and now he grew up in Champaign. He's an Illinois fan too. But to see them go and now you have these conversations about these guys that you've talked to and kind of gotten to know over the course of three years, however long, and now see them in, in the NFL. Today, or this week, it hit me going over to, I think maybe I mentioned this on Wednesday, going over to Indianapolis and seeing Keith Randolph. It's like, I talked to you after Belleville West won back-to-back state championships with, with E.J. Liddell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith would probably tell you he led the way there, but with E.J. Liddell <laughs> leading the way there, and it's like, now you're standing at the NFL draft combine, a guy who's probably going to be drafted and get a chance in the NFL. Like That's really, really cool to see that development and Keith and his family had always been really good to us you've kind of gotten to know them Isaiah Williams uh, I don't have the history with him like Jeremy Werner does who's known since he was 16 year old sophomore but just to see those guys come in here and you know turn the program in whichever ways they have and now they're they're on their way to the NFL it's a really really cool thing Kyle would you be cool with Isaiah in a Dolphins uniform in that offense might need to help at a different position, <laughs> but I'd, I'd love it. Hey, can't have too many weapons. It's true. I, I just can see Mike McDaniels just like, how, how do we do this? We got to figure this out with him. And he's, you like him? You're a Dolphins guy? I am a Dolphins fan, yeah. What, what an interesting guy, that guy. <laughs> M- multiple people have told me that, yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> like, I will consume all of the content of his because you just don't know what you're going to get. It, it's fun. Yeah, he's, he's got a fun head coach. I need to I watch like the end-season hard knocks. My wife has seen more of it than I have, which is saying something. This is but. the same where you're like, hey, this is like reality meets football, and then it's you don't have to make any more pitches for it. It's like, okay, they're yeah. sold, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was good, and then it overlapped with the Dolphins like collapsing <laughs> their season, so I didn't have as much interest in like the last couple episodes. Yeah, but really overall, it was pretty good. Yeah. So at wide receiver, you guys obviously have Tyreek, Waddle, and then – We do need a wide receiver three. You're good with – what about Claypool? <laughs> no, thanks. Okay. All right. I don't think he got on the field much. No, nope. that's just uh, kind of what he does. All right. Great stuff. Nick Allegretti. Appreciate Joey Wagner setting that up. That was really cool to do. And uh, we'll talk more NFL Combine as we go along. I want to get Joey's thoughts on Isaiah Williams. We'll play some audio maybe before we get out of here. But let's transition to some hoops. I know people are – Hungry for that. Like I said, we're in March. we got three games left in this regular season. All three quad one opportunities. A huge one in Madison coming up tomorrow. I did see that the Badgers have opened at a one-and-a-half point favorite. It moved to two-and-a-half, and that's where we sit as of now. It's kind of interesting knowing that Wisconsin is coming off a two-and-six stretch in February. Illinois, of course, in much better position than that, but it's a tough one on the road. So let's talk more as far as our initial thoughts on that game. We'll, of course, give predictions on that one before we get out of here. If you want to win, you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I. Alana Link text line. Let's talk some hoops when we return. This is The Drive. Welcome to Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Hi, I'm looking for a refrigerator. When you buy from us, you get the whole store. Oh, yeah, well, I just need a refrigerator. Don't need the whole store. But you get it, the whole store. My kitchen is only about this big. You get me. Hello. All those delivery, installation, and service technicians in back. Wow, all those people? The Dick Van Dyke 510 year protection plan, which means in the unlikely event something goes wrong in the first five years, your repair cost is nothing. Nothing? 10 years parts coverage on the major components. Looks 
like I'm getting more than the refrigerator today. Um, how much does this whole store cost? Nothing. Come on. For real. We guarantee to beat any competitor's deal, all that other stuff we talked about, like our service tax. And your 510-year protection plan. All included. I'm Dennis Freak and chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. And when we say you get the whole store, we mean the whole store. Wow. Dick Van Dyke Join the Urbana Park District with over 40 businesses and organizations to celebrate literacy with the annual Read Across America event from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Lincoln Square Mall, Saturday, March 2nd. The first 1,000 attendees will get a free book and bag. Storytellers, celebrity greeters, costumed characters, a toddler area, and more. Learn more about Read Across America, Lincoln Square Mall, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., March 2nd, at urbanaparks.org. Mom, she won't stop touching me. Broccoli stinks. Guys, no phones at the table. Family dinner time? Not easy. But you know what is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. When you need convenient, affordable care for minor illnesses and injuries, you need OSF On-Call Urgent Care. Be seen in person or connect 24-7 online when and where you need it. Learn more at osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. You have money laying all around your house. You just don't know it. And no, I don't mean selling your great-grandma's good china. I mean all the old metal items you don't want to use or get rid of. Don't pay someone to haul it away. Bring it into Max Twin City Recycling and get paid to have it taken off your hands. They love new customers and are more than willing to walk you through their process step-by-step. Step. Come check them out at 2808 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. Tax relief for individuals and businesses affected by natural disasters. I'm Hillary Barsky with your Fox Business Tax Tip coming up. Kelly's Accounting does all tax types, individual, corporate, trust, partnerships, and estate, plus payroll and bookkeeping services. Your guardian angel in the finance department. Call their Monticello office, 762-5509, or visit kellysaccounting.com. Individuals and businesses in federally declared disaster zones can receive filing extensions and may deduct losses suffered. CPA and tax attorney Alan J. Strauss says there's a choice. They can take those losses on a return they have not filed and take it in the year the loss occurred. For example, natural disaster that occurs in February of 2023 and you haven't yet filed your 2022 return. You are allowed to take that 2023 loss on your 20. 22 return. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Hi, this is Amanda Jean, the founder and planner of Inspire Your Wedding and Events. After the big yes, are you daydreaming about the big I do? Join us for premier, interactive, immersive, inspirational wedding showcase to bring together vendors and couples from all over central Illinois for your big day. Come away with ideas and vendors that will make your wedding one of the most inspiring days of your life. Save the date on Saturday, March 23rd at the historical and unforgettable Orpheum in downtown Champaign. For complete details, visit inspireyour.com. That's inspireyour.com. As Tapman's Towing celebrates 50 years of serving Central Illinois, we're always seeking good people to serve our great customers. Our team of expert tow professionals would like to interview others with CDLs, previous tow experience, or a strong interest in serving others. If you enjoy serving people, love working in the outdoors, and looking for a career, not just a job, we should talk soon. Do you have a strong desire but lack the experience? We should still talk. 
visit our career page at tapmanstilling.com. Back on the drive with Tim Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. Let's transition to some hoops talk. Let's get the temperature as we gear up for Illinois going to Badgerland tomorrow. Noon tip on BTN against Wisconsin at the Kohl Center. Illinois has won their last three trips there. Joey and I were talking about this prior to the show. Six-game winning streak against the Badgers, which of course... Hasn't fully trumped, but it has been in response to what was a 15-game winning streak for Wisconsin in that series. But if you look at the last three trips to Wisconsin, you had the I.O. It wasn't entirely a dagger, but it was a huge late-game Jordan-esque pull-up, Jay. Like, if he didn't have a 1,000 other dagger shots, we would probably circle that one. This was kind of a dagger shot, but he's had so many more like traditional ones. Right. But like that... That was a huge, huge shot. The it, it crossover, was, the, the yeah. shot, yeah. When you win 71-70, to 70, it's the game-deciding bucket. But I do remember that Wisconsin like hit a three right after that, right? I think That's it was right. Kobe King. Hits Kobe a, King had a big game that game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. And then I think Illinois had to go to the free throw line and... I couldn't I can't remember the entire sequence. It just wasn't the game wasn't exactly over at that moment, but it was a huge, huge shot. So let's see here. Illinois is up one, under a minute to play. Io pull up three, 71 to 67, 46 seconds left. Kobe King comes down and hits a three, makes it a one point game with 22 seconds left. They foul Georgie. On a one and one, and Georgie missed the free throw. Wisconsin goes down the court. Demetric Trice takes a jumper with three seconds left, misses. Allen Griffin rebound, game over. So technically, Wisconsin still could have won the game even with that IO shot. But yes, it was the game deciding bucket. It almost was more of like a that shot made it feel like it was possible for Illinois to go into Cole Center and win. Great call. Which it was just. A house of horrors, and Illinois was up against it against so many. They had, they had long losing streaks, which were snapped during that season. Long losing streaks against Purdue, especially on the road, especially in road environments. Mackey, Chrysler Center, because Michigan was humming John Beeline and company, and Cole Center. Those are really the big three, I feel like, that got broken that season, and the rest is really history. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember that game, and I remember the Matthew Meyer game last year. The 21 game doesn't – that was the COVID, 2020. COVID year. But I don't remember much of that game for whatever I, reason. Io out with the concussion still. That's right. That was – was that right before or after they beat Michigan in Ann Arbor? I have to look that up. I think it was... Because that was close to the time that he was really, really pushing to try to return. I remember your story about yep. that yep. out of there, and I knew that was in that stretch. So it was right before they played at Michigan. I think in Iowa's mind, the Wisconsin game was the last one he was going to miss. I remember him actually thinking back. He made an appearance on college game day that morning. He did like an interview prior to that game, but he ultimately was out. Wisconsin at the time 
was they were they were in a bit of a rut there. They were sixteen and nine. They ended up losing their last three games of the regular season. But it was it was a ranked Wisconsin team. Illinois goes in there without Io. You had nineteen from Kofi, nineteen and seven. Curbelo off the bench, seventeen points, seven rebounds. He did have six turnovers. That sounds familiar. Um, that is a very Curbelo stat line. Yeah, Demonte had twelve points, and that was the Demetric Trice epic heater at the end of the game, where That's he right. almost single handedly yes. brought Wisconsin back and won that. Uh, or yeah, made it a game again. So uh, it's that, crazy that there can be a game there that we're just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know they, they won there. Nothing really like stands out as oh my goodness about it. Um, but that's that's kind of where this program has come. That, that you can have those now. I just remember how monumental that that first one mm-hmm. felt. And then uh, last last year was a good one too. And I know it wasn't ultimately a tournament team uh, in in Wisconsin, but Matthew Meyer really, I know we've, we've talked plenty about, you know, his baggage and and what it was like to to deal with some of his stuff, but he pretty much single-handedly won you that game at a night when no one really was making shots. It was 61 51 victory for Illinois and Meyer had 26 points, five threes. And that was back. Like Meyer had a nice stretch last year where he was playing good defense, not best defense, of all time, but uh, pretty good defense. And then uh, obviously a, a shot maker when he was going that could be a, a difference maker. That was a stretch. Uh, what, what date was that game? January 28th. That was a stretch that Matthew Meyer kind of pulled this team to an NCAA tournament resume. Like if he doesn't do what he did in that middle to late January, a little bit into February stretch, it might have been a lot lot closer of a call last yeah. election Sunday. He, he was really, really good and, and was key for that team to put together that early, middle of the Big Ten run there. Because contrary to what we've seen from Terrence Shannon Jr. this year, Terrence was fairly inconsistent last season on the whole, especially in that middle part of the season. And But this version, six last six games, 29 points a game, Currently averaging 22 on the season. I, I mentioned earlier in the week that it'd be the highest single-season scoring average for Illinois in 50 years if he does finish at this level. As Illinois gears up for this game, not I want to get your guys' thoughts just big picture on the game and the, the recent form of Wisconsin. They're not playing all that well. They've lost six of the last eight. They just took a loss on the road at Indiana. Uh, now it's, you know, Cole Center's still been a pretty tough place to play. The only teams that have gone in there and won this year were Purdue, 75-69, to 69, and then Tennessee early in November, 80-70. to 70. But outside of that, they've, hold, they've been able to help hold down the Ford at home. What do you think about, you know, what comes to mind as you gear up for this game and what Illinois can learn about itself, what it can gain, and just – while Wisconsin's really kind of needing one to get back on track, how do you think that that plays? You know, you mentioned all that. I th- you know, the, you think, wow, how are you going to go into Cole's, Cole Center and win when you just rattle that off? But it feels like this Wisconsin team is so different now than when they played Purdue and, and Tennessee. It's You knew that the things were going to kind of maybe level back out at some point for Wisconsin. They, they, they get as high as sixth in the country. Is that right? You knew that that was 
going to dial back. I did not know it was going to dial back like this. This has been a, a free fall. Doesn't feels a little dramatic, but not that dramatic. I mean, they've really come back to the pack. I don't believe they're in. Are they in double by? As of right now, Kyle's been our expert on this. I think they are. They, yeah. 10 and 7, they're a half game up on Nebraska now because Nebraska just lost last night at Ohio State. That felt unfathomable a month ago for that to be part of the conversation. So, what can be gained from that's interesting because at this point, like my brain, and maybe you guys are different, but my brain is like seed lines, right? Mm -hmm. Like, can can you move it all? And getting a quad one win is great. Like, you'll never turn one of those down. I don't know if that's going to be enough. To, to there's enough left in the schedule to stack those to jump up a seed line. I, I don't know. What, do you guys think there's enough? Maybe not on its own, but it would be according to your – you look at the net rankings, they're higher up than Michigan State. And, of course, you beat Michigan State at home versus going on the road. This would be the best one of the season on paper. Number 22, Wisconsin, yeah. as far as the net rankings. Michigan State was 24, Florida Atlantic 36. One of my criticisms of Illinois, and maybe not, it's not entirely their fault, but since Shannon's return, Illinois is eight and three, but they've only beat one tournament team during that stretch, that being Nebraska at home, and they're 43rd in the net, and you needed overtime to do it. So that's still something where I want to learn a little bit more about this recent version of Illinois. Of course, one that is scoring at an epic pace, but also giving up a ton defensively. I want to see them really get challenged. So I think that. Kyle and I have been back and forth this week that you get the Purdue win at home. That's obviously a quad 1A, Purdue's second in the net. Yes, you're playing them on your home floor, but maybe you pair the Wisconsin game and the Purdue game, and then you're going to go to Iowa where you'd be expected to win, not saying that it'd be a given because it wouldn't. It's a tough place to play, and they still have a lot on the on the docket in terms of stakes, uh, that being the Hawkeyes. But I think you'd grade as far as dif- difficulty to get It'd probably be Purdue, obviously, then Wisconsin, then Iowa. Mm-hmm. If you get Wisconsin, then maybe you do at least take two of these three, which maybe could move you to a three. I think especially if Purdue is one of those. Yeah, the fact that you can say this would be the best win on paper. Kyle, rank the best wins going into this game for Illinois this season, and where does Wisconsin fit in that? Technically, Michigan State at home is your best win metrics-wise, mm-hmm. right? Go yep. by feel. Feel I still feel like FAU on a neutral court is the best. And then I'd probably say Michigan mm-hmm. State. And then at Maryland, probably third. I don't know that I can disagree. Like at, winning at Michigan State would have been the best win of the season. You agreed? To, I mean, I don't think I can argue. Oh, with right. That. At at Michigan State. Yeah, would I, I don't have think been. I can argue with Kyle's list. I think that. Yeah, Northwestern at home in the fashion that you did it. That's a good one. Without yeah. Terrence and you beat him by 30. Like, that was a pretty good one. Maybe maybe put that over Maryland. But on the road is just tough. It's different. And um, I, I think it – I can't really dispute Kyle's list no. for sure. I, I also agree. I, I'm not very high on Michigan State. Now, FAU has shown their warts. They're bad defensively. And that was one of those, especially in hindsight, slug them out. Whoever scores 91st, which, of course, it was Illinois. Uh, not that that's a bad way to play basketball. Like we see we see high-scoring games in the NBA all the time or from some, some college teams as well. So I'm not just going to say, oh, well, that's, that's kind of fluky or faulty or whatever. But 
I do think if FAU was having a better season on the whole and they didn't take some losses they shouldn't have taken in their in their league, that we'd probably feel differently. It'd probably be an easy FAU because right now Michigan State is a nine seed in the tournament. So the fact that that beating that team on your home floor is your best win, it does doesn't say a whole lot, unfortunately. But the metrics love Illinois. It's not like that's going to prevent them from going where they want to go on a seed line. Oh, we talked about this coming back from Purdue in the early January at this point, wasn't it? Where the metrics are all there, and, and for the most part, for the most part, defensively, things have changed since our conversation on the way back from Purdue. Mm-hmm. But they pass the eye test for the most part. But the the marquee wins, it's like they're not like that's you keep waiting for one. Tennessee obviously would have been one. Marquette, uh, but you just don't feel like and still that chance for Purdue is on the table, but I feel like that's just kind of missing, and there's still a four seed. Right. Which is, like, you, and your column was really good, Derek, and this kind of plays into it. Like, got to kind of blend those two ideas of, of the metrics, darlings. They pass the eye test a lot of the time. You just are waiting for one of those marquee wins to show up. Right, and I, I did say that the lack thereof, at least as of right now, isn't going to put you in a, a bad spot because I think if you asked anybody – would you take a four seed going into the season? They would say absolutely. But if it does come down to it, and Illinois doesn't have that, if they don't get Wisconsin, they don't get Purdue, maybe they beat Iowa, but that's a quad one, but against a team that currently is 50th in Ken Palm, maybe that's a difference maker between someone else getting a three versus Illinois getting that or just kind of the pecking order of the fours because you do wonder about, you know, if you're the four seed in – Arizona's region, it's different than being the four seed in UConn's region, that whole kind of thing. Although, side note, uh, Joey, I think UConn would be in the east. And if Illinois is playing UConn in the Sweet 16, that'd be in Boston. That sounds good to me. I would be happy to experience Boston. Yeah, you'd be, be down with time. that? All right. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting in terms of – there's a lot at play here. But, yes, a, a win at Wisconsin would be the best one on your resume. We'll talk more about that as we go along. I want to get your thoughts on the U of I Atlanta Link text line. How are we feeling Going into Saturday, first game of March, three games left in the regular season, and all three quad ones right now. So uh, in terms of the resume, in terms of just the eye test, in terms of whether Illinois is going to get it done for the fourth straight time in Kohl Center, I want to hear from you, 217-359-2255. we got to catch a break, talk more hoops, hear from Brad Underwood, also talk NFL Combine next. This is The Drive.